Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Carrington, don't leave just yet. Hold on, we got to talk to you about something. Yeah, right before we went we, to break. We launched a 610 investigation into uh, the downstairs area. We were talking about Russell Wilson's office on the second floor. We said Carrington, our co-worker, once had his own office on the first floor that had video game stuff on it. Yeah. It's gone! What happened? Did Sean Payne What come happened in? to the Sean, office? Sean it's Payne, gone. Sean Payne came in and said, no, you don't get your own space anymore. No, that's not what happened, actually. We moved all of the stuff into the podcast room. So huh? all the things oh. that we used to have. So The beer? What happened was the Maybe refrigerator, all of those things. So we had our own office, and I want to clarify. <laughs> See? Own office? <laughs> no. Hey, real quick, real quick. Does anybody out all three of us can answer real quickly, all four of us, I guess. Yes or no, does anybody else other than our boss have their own office that hosts on 610 Sports Radio other than Carrington? No. Personally, no. I do not. No, I do not. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Carrington? Uh, we, we do have an office. We yeah, actually have you, two offices. Two. We have two offices. Anyway, go ahead. But so we all got moved to the podcast. Right? Well, one... We have our own space in the back. Yes, that is sure. That if you guys wanted to use that space in the back, you also could use that space because when you guys would use it, I wouldn't be using it. It's not like we went in there and commandeered the space. I don't normally get here until 11. You guys get here at, what, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So we could all jointly use that office if you want. There's three computers in there. There's three of you guys. No one is stopping you from using the office. The other one is you guys, again, I hate coming on here because there's a lot of misinformation. <laughs> no, we're giving you a chance to defend yourself. It's a lot I was just asking what happened to the, the room. That's yeah. all. It's a lot of misinformation. So what I wanted to do was create sort of a guy hangout area. You know, we had a refrigerator. There were beers in there. We had a TV. We got the PlayStation. It sounded a lot like Russell just, Wilson set up open just, door policy. Just, just a place for us to be able to hang out. I asked everybody at 610, hey, I'm buying a 50-inch TV. You can come down here. I got the cable set up on it. You can watch Mars Madness. It can be a place for us to hang out. Alex Gold looked at me and said, well, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to help. I asked you for $10. Yes, you can't give me $10? We go you're, back out to here, you're out here, big gamble guy. You're out here. Here's the thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean I throw away money for, for things I'm not going to utilize. I'm you just bet saying, on Missouri hmm. basketball. You've definitely I, thrown yeah. money away. What are you <laughs> talking about? Here's, here's the thing, though. Like That room, we, we, you mentioned the time frame. We would have no time to use the room. Cody and Nick have not been down there once. Either. I've been down there once. One time. Maybe twice. For $10. Yeah, it wasn't a big ask. For $10. That's like me saying, hey, Carrington, I want lunch today. Can you contribute to my lunch? You're, and it's not going to benefit you in any way. But can you can you tr- tr- contribute for my lunch today? Well, there's a chance it could benefit hey. you. The lunch has no chance. Will you guys ask Carrington <laughs> yeah, if I can I get my money back? That's all I asked you to do. He's oh. asking if he can get his $10 back now that you've shifted rooms. 
No, Nick. he can't. Jesus. It seems like I made a very smart not decision. Not what I invested I in. I made a smart decision I not to put in $10. $10. And Alex looked at me like I was crazy. Anything, Nobody uses it but you, man. Anything you guys have done for your show, have I not helped? Anything that you guys have had a garage sale, I have, I have done it every single time that you guys have done one. Is that not true, Alex? For the most part. Every time. I I you brought us some gifts. I went to Alex toy drive. for $10. And he looked at I me like I was a... I don't hand out money. He looked at me like I was a miscreant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just hand out money. That's he threw a couple nickels in your cup and told you to move on. That's how he looked at me like a miscreant. I was like, never mind. I don't even want it. I also, yeah, I mean, this, see, this isn't smart on your part, though, because we also know that I absolutely, instead of that $10, I absolutely got you unknowingly a $22 lunch one day because we all decided to get barbecue and this, you decided to get a That's wrist. different. No, this it's, gift, it's, it's the same thing. This gift card oh, has no. been the demise <laughs> of me. The gift card this thing doesn't been, matter. This has been the demise of me. That's what, here's the thing. Hey, Carrington, have you or have you not, <laughs> hypothetically, helped Alex procure hundreds of dollars of trade? Gift cards. Oh, yo, he out here snitching Access. now. He out here snitching. Yeah, what's going on? I'm here? trying to help you out. What's going on here? Have you or have you not oh, helped him? No. No. What are you talking about? No. What are you talking about? Now we're just this okay. Guy. Wow. Unbelievable. I don't even know what he's talking about. Snitch on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Coming up at the one o'clock wow. hour. Man. I was trying to help you out. I didn't need that. You could have said that privately. You had to say that in front of everybody. Yeah. You had to say that. Now Cody's throwing out false things. <laughs> yeah. Accusations. Accusations. False accusations. Right. I've never done that before. Man. Well, thanks for confirming. Everything our... I've done at this place has been above board. I, I, might, just I, might, just get, I, might, I might just give Carrington $10 mm. just because of that comment from Cody. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Especially when I've given him some too. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I'm giving him some so, too. So unappreciative. Thank I you. I was actually going to suggest that we all go to talk of the town because remember, oh, remember last man. year we had a dinner as a group. I helped. Oh, yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. and I helped yeah. put together. At, uh, you were there eating. You were the eating all were great. The I had wings next to Tony Baselli, who went in the Hall of Fame like a week later. Yeah, and so I was just saying, hey, yeah. with the Big Twelve tournament coming up. Hey, why don't we all go to talk of a town? You know, we'll mm -hmm. just have a good time. We have some beers, have some pizza, have some yeah, lunch as a group. I'm good for that. Are you going to contribute to that, or is that going to be another thing? I don't throw money well, I mean, away. I'll buy my own dinner if that's what you're talking no, about. No, I want to. I want to buy the dinner for us as a, as a family, as a team, as a unit, because we're together. What are, you, are you having a buffet set up? No, we're just going to order, and then when they when they hand, oh, the we're check, not going to talk of the town. No. I'm okay. going to pay for the Listen, food. Alex. That's what I'm telling you. Do not right? hear him. If you're paying for the He's food, offering why? generous things. Yeah, you said you're going to pay. Then why, why am I putting in money for something you're going to pay you for? To, I want you to put for the tip. Well, that might be more than the $10. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we're complaining about tipping people. Alex, Alex, man. Good Alex, to see you, man. see that. You disgust me. Good to see you. Man, Carrington's the guy who had the rep for being cheap and gold's out here trying to, like, Look more cheap than him. Believe, I can't believe what Cody did. Uh, I can't believe that was that was sad. Yeah. Are you giving him under the table payments? <laughs> wink, wink. What? Yeah. Why are you telling people? You said to cut that out of the podcast page. Hope nobody yeah. was listening. People on the text line think you and I hate Roxanne, each other. Roxanne, this did not happen. This did not happen. Text line thinks Carrington and I hate each other. Hey, Why can, for making that? it up to you, we've been given permission to interview interns. You want one? You want an intern? <laughs> you want one? No. I think we're good. What? I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're fine. You like the ratio now? <laughs> I think we're fine. I think, I think, you know what? We got the show set up just how I like it. We're good. You don't need to throw it another body Actually, there? you know what? If he contributes $10 to the PlayStation, yeah. He's, <laughs> <very> <laughs> He's in.
There you go. So the office has been moved downstairs. Carrington no longer has his own office. Well, other than his regular office. <laughs> right. He doesn't have a second office. Nick, you were right. It was just a desk with a chair in there. The mini fridge was still in there, but hmm. I think they got a different mini fridge to put in the, uh, the other room. I had already launched an investigation weeks ago. I didn't realize how on top of it you were. You were the Guys, first person on the story. There's nothing that happens in this building that I don't find out about. <laughs> oh, really? It's my building. It's my company. <laughs> oh, jeez. I run this. I run this building. Okay. Well, do you want to lead the interviews then? Like when the three of us interview the intern candidates? Yes. And as a reminder, we actually are looking for interns. Like, for how summer. can I trust you guys? I mean, we, we, so how can I trust you guys to pick the right candidate when you don't even know what's going on in your own backyards? <laughs> we do know now. We just took us an we, extra I knew week. weeks we, ago. We, uh, we, we ended up interviewing you, did we not? You did. Did you think, think we made the right turned, hire? I think that turned out pretty well. Okay, Cody, you keep saying, did we make the right hire? You didn't hire me. Like, you didn't offer That's me the job. That's hard to say. We, but we... I think you had a lot of input. Um, but we... Alex and I gave our top three candidates list, and you were at the top of it, and you happen to be hired. You don't think that that? No, no, no. I, I mean, I don't. I, I guess I'll just say the same thing I just said, <laughs> which is that I think you guys had a lot of input in it. But you don't think we're the people who actually did the hiring because Spec is the person who offered you the job. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, mm. yes. Oh, okay. What if we'd chosen someone else? Do you think that that person would have gotten the job, or do you think it's still been you? If the order I feel like different. you don't hear yourself <laughs> saying the same thing uh, repeatedly. I'm just saying, if Alex had turned in a, a top three list and you no, were no, no, second I get what you're saying. First. You just keep changing the wording of the same question. <laughs> I get think? it, Cody. I Trust me. I can't emphasize enough how much I understand what you're saying. I'm happy you're on board, Nick. Thanks. Happy to be here. It took about a year and a half, but he's, he's now, Finally. He, now he's there. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> giving me your approval, your stamp of approval. Been here for almost, yeah. Someone says uh, Nick should ask to see that list to make sure he actually was on the top three list. Yeah, did you have that in writing somewhere? Actually, somewhere there is a list. Oh, boy, I'm going to have to. Google Docs? Uh, it would have been an, an email. email. Is it might just like email. a one, two, three? <laughs> Something like that. Something when like when that. did you get hired? Oh, geez. July of 2021. He's actually looking at his email. Or maybe June. It might have been June. I think I started in July, but I got hired in June. Okay. I'll, I'll go through my emails in the break. It was really weird, Nick, because Cody sent an email to Spec and said, I really don't think Nick would be a good producer. That's I, not I, what it and said. I, and I actually said that Nick would be a great fit for this show. That's funny because Spec did tell me when he offered me the position that I, I had the, he had the approval of one of the two yeah. hosts. Well, I just wanted to like, – it was me and not Cody. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, interesting. No way I'm going to find that email. I delete too many emails. Well, I wouldn't want anybody to know that you sent an email saying he wasn't the right hire either. That's a little awkward now. If it wasn't deleted, it just got deleted. That's right. Maybe That's not know. how it went. You were the top choice for both of us. But uh, you can go to Odyssey's uh, website and then go to Careers, search Kansas City, and you'll see a part-time promotions job, and that is actually the internship for this show, this station. Looking forward to as many candidates as possible so we can do some interviews. You were once an intern at this station, and I look was. how far you've come. I was. All the way to the 18th-ranked midday show in the that? entire country. Making so much money. So, I mean, that is what you can look forward to as well. It's important. It's important to see the success stories of interns who have previously come through 610. All right, we'll get to the trash of the day here in about five minutes or so. Uh, but there's one player that, that you said you, you want to have, have a long-term deal in Kansas City. 
But now maybe you're not as much all in as it needs to happen this offseason yeah. as you were. So I think going into the year or even towards the second half of the year, it seemed fairly obvious that we were all kind of on the same page of Legere's seed needs to be extended and stay here in Kansas City. He is their best overall corner. He is versatile. He does a lot of different things for this team. I think their best cover corner is Trent McDuffie. But if you had asked me last year after they let go of Ward or halfway through this year, as you see all the things Snead done, I would have told you get him an extension. Do it differently than you have done, which is let these corners go. But I'll be honest, I'm not in a rush anymore. The What they did in the draft last year means you bought yourself time. Normally, this would be the year. He does have one year left on his contract. But this would normally be the offseason you gave him an extension, Gold. If you're planning on keeping someone long-term, you don't usually wait till the final year of their deal in order to do it, especially for a fourth-round player who hasn't really made any money. And I would say that Normally, I would say, yeah, go ahead and extend him. Lock up your secondary for a long term. Sneed, McDuffie, Watson, Williams. You're good to go. Draft one more guy who can even just rotationally fit in. And you've got a really deep, very talented secondary like we talked about yesterday. But those guys were just, those guys were so good in their rookie year. I think for the first time in a while, I'd buy a year. I just let LeJerry Sneed play in the final year of his contract. And... I would just fairly go because, you know, you would still have the option to franchise tag him. I don't think you'd want to do that. Franchise tag corner. <laughs> Who else would you franchise tag next year? Though? Well, you don't, there's no requirement that you have no, to franchise I know, tag but I'm just saying, like, every year. There's plenty I'm, of teams that never franchise I'm tag I'm just saying players. you would have that choice. Yeah. You would have the option to franchise him. If you were worried about losing him just straight up in free agency, you would be offered comp picks if he were to go. I, I'm interested still, I think, in Legereus need long term. I'm not feeling really pressed to do it the way I would have been even just 12 months ago after the season last year when they were letting go of guys like Shaveris Ward, I thought for sure. It's like their draft was so good. Doesn't it make you rethink how badly you need Legereus need depending on the contract numbers? Yeah, I mean, just because you, you had multiple seventh rounders and mid-round picks that contributed in a huge way and, and improved as the seats went on uh, on defense and in the secondary doesn't mean that I think now with the philosophy of never taking care of anybody in the secondary. I, they didn't do it with guys that cross over the age of 30, Timer Matthew was another example of that. But Jerry yeah. Sneed is not anywhere near that. He's still uh, going to be, what, under 26 by the time we're talking? Uh, about he's 26 now. So, so, so 20, 27. He just turned 26. Yeah, so he'll be 27, I guess, technically, by the by the time his contract but expires. But a very young player. Yeah, and so I, I think maybe he, he changes the trend that they've been doing with corners and safeties entire but Ward secondary. is still only 26 too and they sure. let him walk at 25 yeah. years old you know but they but if we look at how they utilize with spags Jerry sneed Jerry sneed they use him in blitzing as well like it's not to say that that ward wasn't a really good player he's just more of a cover but guy sneed, sneed is more of an all-around guy that they can use in a lot of different areas can help with their blitz scheme as well that wasn't something they used Ward for. As I much. guess that's probably the question. Do you think Lejarius Need is more valuable to this defense than Charvarius Ward was? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've seen how they how they utilize him with Spags as a defensive coordinator. But that, like, to me, then wouldn't you be having this conversation with McDuffie at some point because they don't use him in the blitz game the way they do? I, mean, Snead? Worry, I mean, that's three. They just drafted him. or three years. No, away I know. From and that. they Four would have the fifth year option Especially, because yeah. he's a he's a rookie. So they would. They wouldn't even have to be having this conversation until after year four if he's a really good player. And then we're talking about a completely different level of contract. If a former first-round pick ends up being a starting NFL corner, we're talking $100 million. We're not talking about the kind of money you'd be looking at in Legereus Need or what Charverius Ward was paid. By the time I'm not saying don't Snead, sign him. I, I think Sneed yeah. has a high value. I'm just saying I don't feel the urgency I once did to make sure, sure that that deal is done now. 
Like, I think you can wait a year. And I know you risk losing him because free agency can go a lot of different ways, but this feels like something worth I don't the think risk. It's, I mean, I, I certainly don't. If you're like making a list of priorities this offseason, it's not the top of the list of guys you got to take care of. At the, at the top of the list is Chris Jones, the Orlando Brown Jr. situation, Andrew Wiley potentially, and what you're going to do at right tackle. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster. These are all guys that are much higher on, on, on that list of feeling like you have to get a decision one way or the other done. Sneed is further down that because, as you pointed out, he has got a year left on his contract, and it's just a little bit different situation. Would you give him a contract this offseason? This is when you normally do it. You Are you good? Yeah, extension? Yeah, Go ahead. You can, you but can, he's not number one priority. As you not said, number one yeah. priority, but once you know what you're going to have to allocate to Chris Jones or Orlando Brown Jr. or others, and, and you see where you're at cap-wise, if you restructure uh, the Joe Tooney contract as well, that can free up space. Are you better off uh, with LeJarius Sneed having some money on the front end, or are you better off pushing it down to, the, to year three or four of a new contract. I think they'll have their answer on where they're at cap-wise, depending on how uh, the situation goes with Orlando Brown Jr. And I, I think also what the free agent market is. We know they have projections. They feel like they know what the market is. And then all of a sudden, the market balloons at a certain position. Last year, I felt like the defensive end market got, got, a lot, got way out of hand. And that's also what led Frank Clark to, to working out and, and coming back to Kansas City depending on what that market looks like and what they project the free agent cornerback market to also be. Let's, let's look at that. What's the free agent cornerback market in two years or a year from now? That also probably goes into their thinking about what they feel like they need to do for Snead because if they think it's going to keep going up in a big way and make a big leap next year and Snead plays at a high level, then that dollar amount goes way up a year from now versus getting the deal done now. These are all things that they're going to have to factor in. No, and I, but it sounds like, you know, what's funny is like, I don't think we're as far apart as it sounds because if I said, hey, rank these in order of priority of things you feel like have to get done, because normally you risk losing Snead if you don't give him a contract this year. You would put Jones above him just like we both would. You'd put Juju above the need yep. for, you know, just, you know, same as I would. You might put another rotational defensive end above needing to get that deal done. I think you're feeling similarly. It's just not like, again, it's not that I don't want Legereus Snead here. It's that the priorities on him have changed. Because of how much better the secondary got in a single draft. You don't have – and that, again, that's why you draft a year ahead, and that's why you take those sure. chances. That's why you go after guys like McDuffie so you have those abilities. But, yeah, it completely changed a little bit the, the, the urgency on the deal. Trash of the day. All right, trash of the day takes us to California for this one. I, I bring this up because Cody has mentioned time and time again that you don't think in your life you will ever, I ever – I said I'd rather just take go, my kids to, like, Europe or You'll something. never go to Disneyland or Disney World, right? I didn't say never. I just said I'd rather take my kids somewhere else. Someone's going to talk me into that I'm a bad parent if I don't take them there instead. But. There is a man in California who just set a Guinness World Record for most consecutive visits to Disneyland. 2,995 consecutive days. Not not visits, which would be like insane six anyway. six years or something? He was rewarded with a Guinness World Record certificate. Since 2012, he's gone every day. He ended it just shy of 3,000 when the park closed due to COVID in March of 2020. I wonder, I wonder, like, whenever he's not going to Disneyland every day, if he finds time to I gotta be honest with all the women who are probably beating him down with a stick. Hey, but he's I, hanging out with he's hanging out with all the Disney characters. He man. makes me so un. I don't want this person anywhere near children. He's going to Disneyland 3,000 straight days. He's wearing a hug that, a shirt that says "Free Hugs." No, no, oh. don't. Don't whoa, like whoa, any whoa, 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 Don't whoa, like whoa. any of that. Cut the music. Cut the music. Yeah. Cut the music. He's wearing a yeah. shirt that says free hugs. Yeah. Yes. Arrest this man now. 
arrest this man now. <laughs> you cannot Shut go to Disneyland as a grown man by yourself every day with a shirt that says free hugs on it. No. I don't no. like it. Pervert, eight years, pervert, eight pervert. Years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you felt the exact same way. Eight years, three months, 13 days he's been going. And it is, I would agree, very, very weird. He said it started as a joke between friends. Oh, what friends? <laughs> he said we decided as a group to use Disneyland as a positive. We were out of work and had annual passes been gifted, so it was a source of free entertainment for a while. What had started as a joke eventually made Jeff a Disneyland celebrity. No, that's not true. You know who the celebrities it. are at Disneyland? Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> Minnie. He said now he, has, now he has guests in the park that stop him for photos and autographs. He no has, way. He's Wrong. Even beca- liar. He's even become liar. acquainted with many of Disneyland's cast members. Well, over I would the- hope so. You've been there 3,000 <laughs> straight days. Oh, over the years, he said he visited Disneyland with others and has also done solo trips. I don't. I don't like he it. He usually take a walk around the park. He enjoys photography, so he takes his, he takes images. He says uh, you can go on lots of attractions. Other times he focuses on a single section of the park. There's only one ride in Disneyland for him, and it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I've been on that ride, sadly. Enough. Wild. No, is it as no, wild as it's described? Dude, no, there's nothing <laughs> wild about it. Uh, he says while he's been doing this, he's heard others. He's overheard others speaking and hoping that they can achieve a record like his. No, quote, he's not. He's quote, lying. Quote, I have oh, always, my God. This guy's I such a always, loser. I've always told him good luck and wish them well. Even to hold a full-time job required him to keep closed I, okay. tabs on the park calendar along with his own time to make sure he can make it to Disneyland before it closed. So there were sometimes he'd get done with work and he'd just show up for like an hour just to keep the streak going. Like, I, I understand. Women must love this guy. I understand that like the people who are like really into Disney are really into it. But imagine that this oh, you is mean, a hey, you mean little kids. <laughs> but the like imagine <laughs> this I have to believe that this is a real interaction. This man is just walking around the park with his uh-huh. dumb ass free hug no, shirt. I don't think he wears it every single all creepy. day. I don't think he always and wears then, a free hug then, shirt. Someone walked him like, "Sir, what a pleasure to meet you. I hope one day <laughs> I can accomplish what you accomplished." And set a record for going to consecutive days to Disney World. I, no one's ever said that. That's never how, happened. How Someone needs it. How much money has this dude spent? He well, said he, he probably free, gets the annual pass. He had free passes initially, but still the annual pass. You had to buy it for like, another, like, what's an annual pass to Disneyland? Disneyland is I would treat this man like a, If you were with your kids, I would treat this man like a vagrant, I where you kind of, like, hide, you shield your children. Like, okay, guys. Got rid of the annual Stay pass. Away. The people who wear free hug shirts, we don't um, give hugs to. And I, what, do we, what did we say about people who wear free hug t-shirts? <laughs> Run away I, I awesome. thought they got rid of the program, but this says the cheapest one is four forty nine. If you live in California, outside of the state, it's more up to sixteen hundred dollars. But well, if he's going every day, four fifty. Let's say okay. four fifty a year for eight years. So he spent like six grand. Someone says, "Who is that old host you guys had at six ten? That was a creepy adult Disney weirdo." Uh, I believe they're discussing. <laughs> we had one. <laughs> well, the closest we've had is Brandon Kylie is a season member pass holder to Disney World. Why? He, he goes I think time. he's. I think he got indoctrinated by his now wife. She was a big Disney oh, fan. Oh, Lord. So I think that they were going two or three times a year, so they got season passes. We, so now, my, three times a year is not anywhere that's near That's a what normal this, number versus so I, so I every know, day. I don't know three is normal, but it's certainly not what this guy was. Yeah, uh, that's, someone that's says okay. this guy's the X Factor of Disneyland. So my, Just handing out cards so of my himself brother that in nobody law, wants. My brother-in-law, who I'm very close with, he and, and the rest of his family, his brother had a girlfriend they recently broke up and she was one of those disneyland like she would make them 
wear the, the Mickey hats. Mouse hats and stuff every time they would go, oh, and she no. would want to take pictures with Cinderella. I mean, mind you, this woman Look, by is by the way, Disney World in late thirties. Awesome. It really is. It is. It is. It is. It it's is incredible. Place. It's fun. Yeah. Well, wait. One of the one in Florida is the good way, one. Disney World is way better than Disneyland in California. Yeah, Disneyland. Have you been to both? I have. Yeah. Disneyland. I have two. Once each. And Disneyland Same. is whack. Disneyland is Disney super World is just, I've never been either. Disney World for is kids, I mean, dude, Disney it's World, for kids. But Disney World is incredible because now they all like, and then you got Universal Studios down there that has like this huge now Universal Studios. Star, there's also like Don't get me started one of them on Universal. <laughs> I was at Disney that has the big Star Wars park they just opened up, and then Universal has the new Harry Potter thing. So like stuff like that, I think is would be pretty amazing to go see. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm favorite, not here favorite favorite ride, man. Splash this Mountain. Isn't Splash Mountain. about saying that Disney World and Disneyland suck. That's not it. I think the show just needs to go to this Worlds of Fun. We're just it's taking a show, show trip to Worlds of Fun. Hold on. I think we need to be there for the opening of the Zambie Z Zinger. That's when, what this show that? should do. When's that? We should be there for the re the reopening of the Zambie Z Zinger. My favorite time to go to Worlds of Fun, the only time I seemingly ever go to Worlds of Fun is middle of July. The sun's just radiating off that black asphalt. That's about 140 degrees. No sh- you bottom can of your smell shoes. So you hot. can smell it. The bottom of your shoes are melting. It's great. I actually haven't. We do need to do the Worlds of Fun thing. I haven't been to Worlds of Fun, guys. Decade. F- yeah, 15 years. Dude, yeah, it was, How long? Yeah. When it gets so well, hot, I'm sending you a message. Just, you would just yeah. do the monsoon. I know somebody wants to and Gold yeah. Day at Worlds of Fun. Let's do it. Can we? I, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. That's what they said before they went to the moon. I'm asking if we can go to an amusement park <laughs> 15 miles you away. Said, <laughs> you, said, can, you said, can we? I said, anything's possible. <laughs> Impossible is nothing. I'm going to see if we can do a live show the day the Zambezi Zinger opens. I want us at no, a table no, right outside to, the no, room. No, no, I don't want to do a show. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to just go. Have, this texter better not be lying to me. They said Splash Mountain is permanently closed at Disney World. Excuse me? I was to Splash Mountain like what? three years ago. I mean, permanently closed. That's like a marquee ride at Magic Kingdom at Disney World. They're permanently closed. I literally went to it what? like three years ago. Splash Mountain closed. Okay, you might want to do this in the break. Yeah, this doesn't feel like content. <laughs> we're so late to break. This we is are. not something we need Cody, to prolong you were looking, it for. In fairness, and I'm going to go to break. You were looking up flights for yourself to Arizona live on the show <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> Five uh, minutes into the show. <laughs> coming up next, though, let's get to the Chiefs red half hour and how important the dynasty discussion should play into the free agency discussions for the Chiefs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. At the end of the half hour, we will get a little update on our internship opportunities. There's a, a job description for that up since it's an official posting, and uh, there's some wording that some people have noticed. We appreciate you guys taking it seriously, and because we are as well, reading the job description. Um, there's some physical aspect to this job, believe it or not. There really is. It, it, it's not just sitting on your ass for four hours and talking. It describes Nick's job in detail. Yeah, so we'll get to that. This is, maybe you guys didn't realize this, but it's, it's something that Nick has to consider every single day when he is producing this show. So we'll, we'll tell you what that is in just a little bit. But we, we talked leading up to the Super Bowl and certainly after the Super Bowl about being on the brink of a dynasty or in a dynasty, whatever your feeling is on that. How much does that play into your thinking for an offseason? Because I think this is the Chiefs factor. Yeah, because I I think the Chiefs already are clearly viewing this as a long term opportunity long before they even won the Super Bowl. Like, I I don't think suddenly they won the Super Bowl. Now it's like, oh, well, now we got to be ultra aggressive because we're in the thick of becoming a dynasty or we are a dynasty. I think based on last offseason, they are taking this longer view approach. Like, hey, we're not trying to just win it for one year. We're, we're, we're trying to rack up and win as many as possible. We have a special, special quarterback and a great combination with the coach and quarterback. Everybody's in sync. The front office is, is doing great right now. Ownership support, everything, the model franchise in sports. I don't think suddenly because they won the Super Bowl that the offseason plan changes for this organization. So there's playing the long game, which we've agreed is important, and what seemed like they were trying to do last year but I, I, I'm not so sure that it shouldn't factor in a little bit that you're chasing a dynasty. Because saying that you are that does have value, Gold. It has get value from a historical perspective. It has value from, a, from like an actual monetary perspective to the team and the things that you can claim and sell. And, and, and as much as we understand that the Patriots played the long game, was it playing the long game when it took them 10 years to win a title? Because they went to Super Bowls during that time or they were competitive. It's not like... They had no chance or any of those right. things, and we're not saying that, but it's it's still they still took a ten year time off, and they and I think both of our opinions had two separate dynasties is the way that it looked. I think that if you're doing that, you should factor in a little bit, taking some bigger chance now. I just maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you should factor in the dynasty stuff a little bit into your conversation. I don't want you to go overboard and risk the long-term future of the team. But if you're telling me right now you're going to take a one- or two-year shot on making sure you get to say we are a dynasty, I think that yeah, that has value. I don't think that – I mean, personally, I don't know if that's how I would want to approach it, If I'm how I would want my front office approaching it. Like, yeah, you're, you're always trying to win championships, and it's a real thing because they've done it Yeah, two, year, two years out of four years. 
two out of four years, like the approach that they've been taking has worked. Why why would I suddenly get greedy, if you will, and say, well, now that now that we have a chance to really be a dynasty, now we need to change the process that has been working for us already. I I, I wouldn't do that. Whatever has been working and whatever your plan was four months ago for this offseason, you don't suddenly say, well, now we just got to be ult- ultimately more aggressive because you want to complete a dynasty. I mean, that's talk- the time. That's the only time to be ultra aggressive. Though. But if you were already planning on being ultra aggressive, then be ultra aggressive. I, I just don't think now suddenly that everybody's talking about you being a dynasty or having a chance to be one that now you're now you're going to change your entire philosophy as an organization. The the measured like the, the measured uh, uh, the measured approach that they have. Like, I, I mean, if, if if you are able to win two Super Bowls in four years, why why would I now suddenly say, well, I got I to gotta go try to win it 100% in the next two years, and I'm willing to jeopardize what might happen five years? I, why is this not going to continue for five more years? Keep, keep going with this measured approach. Well, and again, I'm not saying that the measured approach does or could bring you sustained uh, Super Bowl chances. But we know, I mean, like the history of the sport would tell you, Gold, that thinking you're going to win them, you know, like – the, the 10 years is all going to be just like Super Bowls every like two years, like it was this time, right? Like every two, three years, we'll just win another one. Every two, three years, we'll win another one. And we won't be a dynasty, but we'll rack up as many rings as anyone else has done it. You would be doing it different than anyone else has. Everyone else who has those big stacks of rings did them all at once. It was now you're the one that's telling me they're already a dynasty. I'm telling you that's what they need to be to be a dynasty. You're, I have told you consistently what they are right now is on the brink of a dynasty. They are not a dynasty yet. What you're describing is is exactly but right. I, that is what they, needs but, to be a dynasty. So I think they are a dynasty. But anytime they've described themselves, that's not how they describe themselves. And it's like if there's a time to be – li- and I'm not saying you have to just sell the farm, but to be a little more aggressive this offseason, to give yourself a chance for back-to-back titles for three titles in five years, I think that there's value in that. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think. Like, let's say they are ultra aggressive, and more so than I think they're going to be in free agency. I don't think that means that. Like, well, Brett Veach just realized, man, I got to have this dynasty, so now I'm going to be way more aggressive. If he was already planning on being aggressive, I think he's going to be aggressive. Like, I, I don't think they shifted shifted their approach. This is not like the Rams who were. No, sold, yeah, they uh, sold the. They yeah, don't it, sell your they, soul. They they did it for two years, and they're okay with it. The Chiefs are in a much different spot. They have a franchise quarterback that is 27 years old. He is in his prime, and he's going to be in his prime for another three plus years. So they're just in a, they're just in a different spot, where, to where they they can continue with this approach because this is something that is going to last. Maybe not they're going to get to seven rings, but this is something that's going to last for a decade or so. So you're not you're not being ultra aggressive for 2024 uh, because you feel like that's our only chance to go and do it. No, you're going to have multiple chances. So have a continued, smart, measured approach. You're drafting extremely well. And because you're drafting well, it's allowing you to have some flexibility with other contracts to where, yeah, you can go make that splash. Nobody's saying that they shouldn't be able to go do that, whether it's this year or next year. I tend to believe that'll be next year, not this year. But I I just don't think the dynasty should factor into their thinking and how they approach it. I think a lot of times it factors into your thinking when you're chasing the first ring. Yeah. Like the Bills. What the Bills did last offseason, right? I mean, they. Yeah, you can get desperate on the first one. They got to get their first. And, they, and, of course, it, it didn't work out for them. To me, it's like it, for the for the first one, a lot of teams do it. The Chiefs didn't have to because in the second year of having their MVP you know, co- caliber quarterback, they won the Super Bowl. They didn't have to feel the pressure. You, the second one doesn't have that kind of pressure unless it spreads out by so many sure. years that you feel like you really got to take chances and go all in. And instead, they did the opposite approach. They gave away a top-flight wide receiver and instead went the draft-heavy long-term approach. I think kind of snuck, kind of stole kind of stole the Super Bowl from some teams in a year that, you know, maybe yeah. everyone else was supposed to catch up. They didn't. 
and you kind of stole from the rest of the NFL and you got one. No but doubt. going for history, like that, that's when I'm willing to take risk. You're trying to be one of five, like, and I think they're there, but a lot of us, I think I'm in the minority probably, not in Kansas City. In Kansas City, I'm probably in the majority. But I think if you asked anybody outside of these city limits, if the Chiefs are a dynasty, they're going to hold them to the same standard you are, which is three rings. And if you can be that, you will get mentioned with every great historical team in NFL history. And look, maybe you already will, because Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, and it seems pretty like a pretty big deal. Like he's gonna be a pretty big deal by the time he gets he retires, right? Amongst the pantheon of all time great quarterbacks, so it doesn't really matter. And he already has two rings gold, so it's not he's ever gonna be mentioned as the Dan Marino type guy or Aaron Rodgers type guy who didn't get enough done. All that's washed away. It just feels like one of these next two years, and maybe you're right, maybe it's next year, you should take a big swing and try to secure your uh, place in the books. I think they'll be able to do that with how they're situating the cap. You know, they they were up against it for many years, and I think they're starting to get in a, a decent spot. Also, we know we're further removed from COVID, so the cap increase is only going to continue. And so I, I think they'll be able to be in that spot yet again. I just don't know if this will be the offseason. And look, yesterday, or last year, they had a huge surprise up their sleeve with the Tyreek Hill trade. I wouldn't put anything past Brett Veach in this front office, Cody, that there's some surprise that potentially could happen this offseason. I mean, they've done it for two offseasons in a row, really. This past one, it was a Tyree Kill trade. The one before it was trading for Orlando Brown Jr., a trade that people didn't think the Ravens and they would be able to pull off with, with Kansas City, and they did. So what's the surprise? Does it involve trading up again in the draft this go-around? Does it involve packaging picks for veteran that already is part of the equation at wide receiver or edge rusher? Like, we know they're not going to sit on their ass. We know that. This is not, that is not his approach. That's not how he operates, and it's, and it's worked for Brett Veach. Uh, and this is why he's the best GM in football right now. And he's got two rings in four years as a general manager. I wonder whether or not, and, and again, I, I don't know which way they're looking because when they made the move for Tyreek, they were thinking in the long term. I wonder whether they think this was the year that they were going to swing again or if it was right. going to be two years yeah. from now. And that's, that's a question you and I can't answer because we don't know when they made that move, how far out they were planning in advance. But it seems likely that this was still the target year. I don't think they were going to want to try to push four or five years down the road when you got Patrick Mahomes yeah. still costing you a lot of money, but not nearly as much money yeah. as quarterbacks will cost you going forward. Because look, there's, I mean, even though they drafted guys, of course they believed in. You don't draft guys you don't believe in. But deep down, being honest, how many of these seventh round guys contributed in huge ways? I mean, you can't, you couldn't have predicted that. And so, how does that change now your approach? The fact that. Yeah, you love Trent McDuff. You went up and traded for him. But then guys like Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams and Isaiah Pacheco, you might you liked them coming out of college, but did you think they were going to have the impact that they had in 2022? Probably not. Probably not. So that makes you feel differently about their standing maybe on defense next year. Even which if you're thinking two years you were going to be aggressive, it might push it to this year. Which is why I said yesterday, like, I am confident, Cody, that this defense, assuming Chris Jones is back and part of the equation, I think this defense can be better than what they were this year. Doesn't mean that they're going to be number two. Can in be, or do you think they will be? Because it's very early in the process. So you're taking kind of a shot in the dark, not knowing what they'll draft or who they'll sign in a free agency period. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I just, you can, can be obviously. You say, am I confident they are? You just said it yourself, Cody. They're, the signings haven't even taken place yet. But if Chris Jones is on this roster next year, yeah, I think they will be a better defense. I think. Yeah, it's optimistic. They can be fifth in sacks and still be a better defense because the secondary has more experience and they're a better unit. Yeah. Carl Loftus perhaps continues to get better. Chris Jones, of course, has to be part of the equation for that to even be a possibility. Yeah, though. we're not. We're certainly not having that conversation. When when you had said yesterday, you're like, 
oh, they, they're going to be better. And I was like, yeah, I mean, and I was trying to really think about it objectively because last year they were like the 15th ranked defense. And honestly, unless there's some move that's happening that I'm not familiar with, that's about where I think they'll be. Whatever they get up in the secondary for the players that do improve, and let's admit that every year there are players who get worse, players who get better, and players who stay about the same. Yeah, the beautiful thing is they're so young on defense, I still think it trends more likely that they get better. That there's a higher percentage of teams, players who get better. And I don't think that's unfair, especially in a secondary that was as young as it is. But they pretty much are already looking at maximum output from Willie Gay, already looking at maximum output from Nick Bolton. They're already looking at what the maximum play they can get from Chris Jones and Frank Clark is. Like, we we are limited ourselves to really the three really young secondary players, McDuffie, Watson, and Williams, and the improvement we could probably get out of guys like Karloftis. That's pretty yeah. much what we're narrowing. That's pretty no, good, though. I, no, yeah. no doubt. Especially because Karloftis and the, all four of those guys play premium positions. So it's not like it's unimportant that those are the guys who haven't yet reached their peak. But I, I don't know. I feel like whatever drop-off they're going to get on the defensive line gets made up in the secondary, I'm feeling like it's probably heading towards another league average defense. I don't know. They take some big leap forward just because their secondary players are a little bit better considering how unknown the defensive line is going to be. Their depth really propelled them this year. And we know, just like most defenses in the NFL, that where the Chiefs are going to end up in the final ranking of the season defensive-wise is going to largely be based on how well their defensive line plays. Because two years ago, when they were five or six spots worse in a points-per-game category from a defensive perspective, well, they were third to last or fourth to last in sacks. And, I, and I'm and i pretty sure it's almost a damn near lock. They're going to regress there a little. Yeah, I don't think they're not, they're not staying sacks. the number two I, sack team in the NFL. I, 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 whoa. Oh, what do we have here? That's the mock draft sounder. It is February 24th. The combine takes place next week. That's right, guys. Interviews begin. Squatting begin. (laughs) (laughs) Do you squat? I do squat. Do you squat? Tuesdays are leg days. Okay, so you're squatting on Tuesday as well. I am squatting. I am officially going to be squatting on Tuesdays. I just want to let that be known right now. Good. So for anybody who has questions about when's the next time I'm going to squat, if you want to come and watch me squat as well, I'll put on a spandex leotard and... I'll squat for you. That'll happen to be the same day you and Binkley who have announced a new project oh, for wait, the draft-related Bink- stuff. That's Tuesdays is when that's going to be released. Wait, Bink is squatting with you? No, Bink will not be squatting with me, but he is interested in, in what I am squatting, He's, so I'll okay. have to report back to him. That's right. Yeah, Character Concerns podcast with Bink, myself, Chris Nocero, episode number one, releasing on Tuesday. Wherever you get your podcast, so go subscribe to that right now. Who you say has more character concerns Bink. on the Character Concerns podcast? <laughs> Bink. I answer that so quick. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, back to the mock draft sounder. Here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to tell you the player, and then you guys are going to give me your assessment of this draft, and then afterwards I'll tell you who the draft is from, the mock draft is okay. from. Okay. Okay, so the player for the Chiefs, pick number 31, B.J. Ojolari, edge rusher from LSU. So I, it's funny you bring him up because – I was watching a couple of LSU games this year, and there was a few bets that I had. And there has not been – I think I even – I could find the old tweet that I sent out. And I think I tweeted something to extent of, I've never seen a player just dominate a football game quite yep. like that. Yep. And, and that is exactly who he is. Like, he is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that would make me very excited uh, to add him to this defense. I'll give it a solid uh, a solid A-. minus. I like the idea of going edge rusher. And if, I don't know, Gold's two-game sample of assessment yeah. is correct <laughs> – 
feels like that's a good way. And they managed to take one of the better pass rushers in the draft last year, even though there were four or five guys in the defensive line taken in front of Karloftis. You're totally right, though, Gold. He like There were times this year where you just saw him absolutely wreck games. Uh, I think that would probably be your potential Frank Clark replacement. That's a dream fall to guy, it feels like. No, I mean, he's pretty consistent. I mean, it's hard to tell at this point. We'll see what happens after the combine. Guys' stocks are going to rise. They're going to fall. As of right now, he's pretty consistently being mocked to the end of the first round. This mock draft, guys, comes to us courtesy of friend of the show, Nate Taylor. Wow, okay. So Nate didn't do, he did an all-Chiefs draft, so kind of like how Bink will do his mock drafts. He's not drafting, you know, 1 through 31. He's just sure. talking about guys who might be available and who the Chiefs would be interested in. Okay. Good start. You got another one? Oh, you want the, you want more of his picks? <laughs> oh, I know. I thought you were going to do like this, several of these. I thought we were going to run through a few. I'm sorry. I never just said the that. one. No, I never said that I was going to. Well, I misunderstood. That. I like I like the pick a lot. I am interested. I was worried you were going to say like Bijan Robinson. I was going to have to give it an F oh. F minus. And I do have another. You know, I've always got mocks ready. If you want another one, okay. Here's another one for you. <laughs> Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. Seems like a common theme here. Well, I mean, anytime we talk about defense in Georgia, and we we know the track record that they have with pushing out talent. I mean, automatically you get a level of respect. If you tell me the guy played at Georgia and, and was Georgia on, or LSU, Alabama, immediately I'm intrigued, right? Immediately you're intrigued by it. And this is a Georgia team that lost so many players a year ago. And yet their defense is not going to produce multiple first they round had picks. Three sacks. Turns last out year. When you get a top three draft yeah. or recruiting class every year, you're going to churn out some talent. Uh, so you guys like this one as well. Not as much as the uh, other. I, I, it's like a B. I'm looking at his sack total numbers throughout the years. Was he hurt last year? Or did he just get way less tackles? Who 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 is the super tackle? Nolan, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. No, no, it's not my job to. He also he's not exactly a perfect. Aren't you hosting team a draft fit? show, man? I am. Character I am concerns. A dra- yeah, I am. I am. Does he have any character concerns? No, none no. of my knowledge. Okay. None of my good, knowledge. Good, 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 good. I like it. It's a B. Who did this one? This comes to us courtesy of Tom Fernelli. Of CBS Sports. I just think, man, I think, Nol- I think Nolan Smith just cuts a tight, efficient track to the ball in pursuit. I think that's the key with him. <laughs> really? Interesting. It's a very specific way you just put I mean, that. He's, he's, got, he's got potential to become a bend and flatten rusher. I think it's going to be great. You're just looking at his NFL.com Guys, he draft attacks, profile. He attacks pulling blocks, too. Okay. Okay. Attacks pulling blocks? Do you think even the person though, who guys, wrote that one, knows what that the means? The one concern is he's kind of slender through the waist and hips. Mm, what's his bend? He needs a little more mass, I would say, overall. Are his hips greasy? I don't want to talk too much about that, but I think Are he's unable to control the block and, and shed quickly, so that would be a concern. Mm. I know for a fact he is at NFL.com because I know <laughs> NFL.com does a draft profile, pros and cons on every single I'm player. I'm just telling you he's very average pursuit speed for a smaller <laughs> player. Wow, average pursuit. He's not a fast guy. Okay, well, if we're doing that, Nick, then I'd say a B. I feel I like that they're both interested in edge rusher, which feels like it's got to be, once again, pretty close to the top priority from a draft perspective. Although you've said before, you think this is kind of a luxury draft a little bit. Well, they where they're not forced positions. to take defensive line. Correct. They could go a few different ways. I mean, at some point in the draft, they should take defensive line, and they will. But as far as the first-round pick, there's six, seven positions where I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, how could you draft that position? There's there's six or seven that you can make a case for, whether we're talking about uh, edge rushers, right tackle, left tackle on offense, wide receivers, safeties. Uh, you could you could go down uh, quite the list of positions that would make sense for the Chiefs. And next week we'll hear from Brett Veach for the, really the first time on draft related 
type of stuff, which will be interesting to see. We all know it's a lot of smokescreen stuff gets thrown out there from everybody involved. Those uh, those are the latest mocks. Mock draft sounder. Mock draft season is here, folks. Love it. Love We're it. in. Character We're start hearing this more, aren't we? Can character concerns and get on the Odyssey app, though, right? Odyssey app, 610sports.com, Bink, Chris Uno, Ciro, each week. And then uh, once it gets close to the draft, I'm assuming you guys will be live as well. That's right. We'll have a few uh, actually live shows here on the airwaves. Perfect, man. Draft season. And it's in KC this year. Even more hype. Even more hype. Double draft it. season. We're more actually going to have to double the mocks. More mocks. More more mocks. mocks. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending, and let's say he doesn't come back. What does that actually mean for this defense? Next. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 